Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. (laughs) Folks. When God saw what they did, this is the end of chapter 3, where we left off last week. When God saw what they did, the people of Nineveh, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed God's mind about the calamity that God had planned to bring upon them, and God did not do it. God's mind was changed, and God did not destroy Nineveh. But, we read in verse 1 of chapter 4, This was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. Now, as my learned colleague, the professor, Pastor Rebecca, has told us on repeat since since we started this Jonah series so many times, there are times when the English language fails at getting the point of a Hebrew text across. Verse 1 in Jonah chapter 4 is one of those times. Reading it, one can infer that Jonah is indeed angry. He's mad. He's angry about God being merciful, and that is true. That is what the verse says. That is the context of the verse. It is there. He is angry. But the English translation here smooths over a rather delightfully convoluted line in the Hebrew, that adds a little bit, just a little bit, to this part of the story. And our good professor has provided us with a more literal translation of Jonah chapter 4, verse 1, that I'm going to share with you. So again, our text, as we just read it, right, reads, but this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. That's the English translation. The Hebrew literal text is, And it eviled Jonah a big evil, and it burned him. We've smoothed it over a little bit, right? But in the context of this text, we hear that God's mercy, God's mercy on the people of Nineveh was interpreted by Jonah as an evil done to Jonah. So much so that he literally felt burned by God. Now, I love this translation of the text because it gives me an opportunity to share with you and talk about one of my favorite words in the whole of the English language, and that word is this, apoplectic. (laughs) Apoplectic. Yes, can you say it with me? Apoplectic. All right. Now, some of you may hear that word, and with your medical background, you may be thinking about a stroke or something along those lines, right? That's, that, I see some of you nodding, right? Totally fair. Apoplectic, apoplexy, plexi, voila, all the words with it, right? Medically related to strokes. However, apoplectic also means rage. Not just rage, but like rage, rage, right? Like the blind, voiceless rage that you feel when you are so stinking mad that you can't even think straight. That kind of rage. 
It is the uh, 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 speechless rage when your face gets kind of distorted like, like you are having a stroke, right? And you literally cannot find the words to describe your anger. Apoplectic. That's Jonah. In chapter 4, verse 1. He is so mad at God that he does not have the words. He is so filled with rage that it feels like he has been burned by God. Apoplectic. This is, for me, probably one of the most relatable passages of Scripture that I have read in a while. Because people of God, beautiful, wonderful saints of God, faithful people gathered here tonight, we want God to be merciful, right? Right? Yes? Yes? Okay, good. We preach it, we proclaim it, we love it. The mercy of God is something that we sing about and pray about and teach about. It is something that we name and we claim and we love about God. We want God to be merciful. But not to them. <laughs> right? Last week, Vicar Erica reminded us that the people of Nineveh were the enemy. They were the them. They were the bad guys. This was the capital city of the Assyrian Empire. These are the folks that came in and sacked the Israelite cities again and again and again and sent people into exile. These were the bad people. These were the people who not a single good Israelite was ever going to say, oh, yeah, let's hang out with them and have coffee, right? Like, these are the ones who do not deserve mercy in any way, shape, or form. Nineveh didn't deserve mercy. And according to Jonah, Nineveh didn't even deserve a warning about the possibility of being destroyed. They just deserved destruction. And the fact that God showed mercy on the enemy made Jonah mad apoplectic mad. And so the question before us this week, saints and siblings in Christ, is how do we deal with a merciful God showing mercy for people we don't like? How do we deal with the fact that when God offers mercy and forgiveness to all, that means y'all, and it also means all of them too? Now, the wonderful thing for me is that I don't have to answer that question for you tonight. You just have to sit on it and deal with it because it's a sucky question to have to sit on and deal with. But that's the text, and that's just what it is. You can blame the vicar. She came up with this whole Jonah idea. But that's where it ends. That's, that's Jonah chapter 4, and there's not a chapter 5. That's the end of the book. That's, that's the end. This is it. We're done. That's, that's Jonah. Right there. This book ends with Jonah mad. Enraged. Apoplectic. Angry enough, we read again and again, angry enough at this merciful God and the forgiven city that he tells God that he would rather die 
than live in a world where mercy is shown to his enemies. Jonah embodies our theme of Lent this year. Unfinished. He isn't ready. He's not prepared to deal with what God is up to. He is not ready for a story of community that includes his enemies. So Jonah is mad. But God gets the last word. And God's finish to this rather unfinished story is a question. God asks, should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city and all of its people and animals? Should I not be concerned for them? Because that's what happens. When we stop leaving room for forgiveness, when we get stuck in ruts of disapproval and judgment, when we make decisions about who's in and who's out, who's welcome and who's not, when we let our rage and our anger exist at the forefront of who we are and how we live, we forget what we're supposed to be about. We stop letting God be God and we spiral unfinished. And God looks at us and says, why? And that's it. 